What is up, guys? And welcome back to Fit with Viv and Kate. So for today's episode, I am so excited because me and Kate are going to be talking about social media. And I think we've, you know, touched on social media previously in other podcasts, um, but we are going to dedicate this entire episode to all things social media, our personal experience, both as me, who I use it purely for my business and Katie who really uses it as more of like a user and a watcher and as her source of entertainment which I do as well Um, but I think it's gonna be interesting to be able to talk about it from both sides so Katie I know like you said previously to me is that you really like to usually just look at things on social media so what is your favorite social media platform that you use um, I think one of my favorites is Instagram because, and I think that's probably the most obvious answer, but I think it's because it combines like still photos with videos, with motivational content, with food content. It kind of has everything. It's not just like personal content. I think people people use the platform for so many things, and I think they do a really great job. Instagram themselves do a really great job of keeping up with like what people want to see and like how user friendly it could be. So I really like Instagram just for ease of use and like how much content I can get through it. I use them all. I I use them all for different reasons. So like I have Facebook. Facebook is more for like family um, and like big life updates. Um, and then I use Twitter. I love Twitter, which I think is like my guilty pleasure. People are always like, Twitter? Who uses that? But I'm a, I, I love Twitter. But I, I use Twitter to post all of the ridiculous shit I see in my life. So it's like I'm a big people watcher. I eavesdrop major. Um, and Twitter is where I'll go to like post all of that and I think it fits really well because Twitter is just everybody complaining and bitching about life and laughing so and then Instagram I feel like is for kind of everyday use. Is there any like really exciting or dramatic things that you like to read or watch on Instagram? I so I go on my explore page that's like the you know what it is? It's like the little yeah. tab and has all the crap. So I'll scroll through there, and it is fascinating to me, like, how much is tailored to my life. So my explore page is typically, like, recipes. It is typically, like, um, like therapy profiles, or it's just text, and it'll be like, you're great. Be better today. <laughs> it's like, do you read a lot of therapy I, stuff? Apparently I do, but it's like, I'm like, oh, my God, they're watching me. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. And then I stay up to date with, like, friends who post dramatic content so I have a friend who's getting divorced right now and all of her content is super juicy and I'm like staying up to date with oh my god I love that stuff yes and it's like (laughs) people and I don't know if it's social media but I just feel like I'm like everybody's life is so interesting everybody's life is so dramatic and I'm over here just watching and sometimes I'm like what the hell am I doing like I don't even barely know this person but I know that they're getting divorced I know that they broke their arm last week like I know all these intimate details about people from the outside and it's kind of creeps me out sometimes but I love it oh no I think it's great I I'm such a like I feel like people you know there's when especially in like the motivational world it's like they shame you for you know just looking at other people's lives like you should focus on your own but I am totally guilty and I totally own it and I'm totally proud of it that I love reading and watching other people's dramas and all the crap like I love when people bitch about things it's so funny because I don't do any of that stuff honestly my life is very uneventful (laughs) nothing ever happens in 
probably that's why I like the tea and I love when people just like spill all the shit and they're like I'm like yes give me more it's just it's so fascinating and I think that just goes to show that I have just nothing exciting going on in my life but I will totally I mean I'll totally take that I love having a very uh, I don't want to say monotonous, but it's very routine. Same thing happens every day. Um, I'm a very routine person. I like my habits. I like, you know, that nothing really crazy goes on. I feel like, you know, that part of my life was like high school and college and I did all the crazy things, had all the crazy stories and, you know, that's fun for a time, but in certain periods of our lives, I feel like we enjoy stability, which is definitely where I am right now but it is very exciting and it just I feel like it gives you it gives you kind of like that suspense to read and hear about other people's stories so like I'm totally guilty of that love love like that's my favorite thing to look at yeah because especially yeah I feel like for Instagram I use it more so to and I feel like most people use it just like kind of like to snoop on other people's lives and hopefully like they spell something interesting. You know, if I'm trying to learn something, I just don't. That's not Instagram's not where I go. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's that's when I'll go to more like scientific journals or YouTube videos or actual courses that I've bought. Um, but yeah, for me, when it comes to like social media and I when I think social media, I usually think Instagram. Definitely. I go for more of the drama. <laughs> well, it brings up a good point of like people put so much out there so much out there like like this this girl who's going through a divorce right now some of the things she's posting I'm like oh my god like I can't imagine sharing that with anybody let alone her like 1500 followers or whatever it is it's like so wild to me how okay people are with putting everything out there well why why do you think people are okay with putting everything out there why do they why do they I'm assuming the attention right I'm assuming for someone to reach out and be like you're fine girl keep going you're amazing and it's like all the compliments you get from it or like oh my god I can't believe you're going through that or whatever it is so so I do get it but it's like for me I'm like that that shit's gonna be out there forever and in like 20 years you're gonna be like oh I said a really nasty thing about that person I mean I love it as a consumer I'm addicted to it but it's wild to me how much people will will spill. Yeah, no, I I mean, I can understand why people do. I, you know, if you're just an everyday user, I feel like a lot of people will put all their stuff out there. Like you said, for that connection with other human beings, especially if they don't have any, like, close friends, you kind of just want to feel like somebody cares. And if you post that or if you post you know, about your, the deep intimate details of your life. I feel like you're bound to get people to reach out to you, whether it's because they're just curious or they really do genuinely want to send you, you know, their loving, caring vibes. Um, but I also, uh, so there's this, there's this one girl I follow and she's deaf. I would, I feel like she's definitely considered like trash social media. I don't know if you've ever (laughs) heard of her. Um, but her name is Trisha Paytas. (laughs) Um, and I just, I used to follow her and I just recently started following her again and she posts like the most wild stuff. Like she gets so much hate because when she shows up on social media, like she's just a train wreck. But the way I look at, cause I don't know this girl. I don't know if this is actually her posting her life, but she is very financially successful. So the way I look at it, and I feel like I always look at it from like, what could, why could this person be posting this? She gets so much attention, whether it's good or bad attention, it's still attention. And she like, she is, she does very well for herself. So like people will give her all this hate, but I just think she's, 
so smart. smart yeah. I think she's so smart and business savvy because she knows what people watch and what's going to get people's attention. I don't know if it's sincere or not, nor do I care. That's none of my business. Again, I just see it as, hey, maybe her goal is to just financially you know, gain from her social media, which if that is her purpose and she's posting all these things, she's doing a fantastic job. Like, I, I feel like I don't like to consume it as a, oh, this is like at face value what this person is. It's, there's always, to me, I'm always thinking what's the underlying reason why this person is posting what they're doing and like, are they b being successful at that? Because if they are, that's great. You know, I always look at it from yeah. that perspective. But it's like it's like any kind of influencer in that space. Like I, I, I think of influencers in two ways. Like there are influencers kind of like you and and people who are building platforms around genuine content that they love and they're happening happening to get brand sponsorships, like very specific and like to what they love. And then there are the Trishas, the Logan Pauls, the Tano, whatever her name is, the Kardashians. Like, and the Kardashians work really hard. So like, let's not. Let's not ding them too hard, but people like that who are manipulative and like are using it to their advantage. And I say, go for it. If you know how to use social media to your advantage and you're making millions of dollars, like I'm all, I'm all on board for that. Like, well, I feel like for us to know them, like for me and you to know their names, I feel like they must work really damn hard, yeah. whether they're manipulative or not. Totally. They were, they put in the work that most people don't. And I think that is very commendable. Now, would I ever, like, if I ever got the chance to be friends with them, would I want to? Probably not. But I just think, like, from an outsider perspective, being able to really see how much goes on behind the, I don't know. I just think it's real. I, I understand why they, they, you know, grind people's gears. But I really see the, the thoughtfulness in what it is that they do because it does require a lot of planning and thought totally. and it, it's not just something you just show up like you really have to think out and I'm sure they know when they're gonna get hate but I, I'm sure they also know that that's gonna just bring them more attention which in the long run is better for them like they say that what's what's that saying like there's no good or bad pub publicity yeah, right press, yeah, yeah. It's all like it's all attention, and the more attention you have, the more you're gonna reap from it. Do you remember that girl? She was like a rapper. She was like this little, oh, what's her name? She she was like this like fifteen year old, twelve year old. I don't know. She was super young, and she was like on Dr. Phil, and she cussed out her mom. And oh then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she became like a rapper, and like yeah. she obviously got so much hate for it in the beginning, but because she had so much attention, when she eventually came out with songs, they were really, really popular just because people knew her name. Yeah, totally. I'm sure she is, you know, doing really well financially and, and business-wise. I don't know if she's happy, but I know she, I'm sure she's probably doing really well in that regard. So I just, again, I just think like whatever your goal is there's many means to get there and if you're getting there if you are getting to your goal and you're okay with however the means are like good for you I think it has <laughs> to be a little bit of luck though so so for anyone who doesn't know I'm in marketing like as a profession so so for me I, I see the background of social media too like I see like how our brand uses social media to, tr to try to grow and to get followers and it's fucking hard like even as a very well-known brand my company struggles with social media and so I always laugh when I see you know random Joe Schmo over here that all of a sudden has five million followers and is making so much money and I'm like it has to be a stroke of luck that then turns into like hard work right like it, there's these people that like 
slip on a piece of pizza and fall on their face. Their video goes viral, and all of a sudden, they're, like, influencers in this space. And I'm like, can that happen to me? Like, <laughs> can something funny happen to me that gets me on the map? I want to make millions of dollars. <laughs> well, I, I definitely think luck has to do has, – it has a big – is a big part of it, but I also think that the people who do end up going viral long term, and I say long term because I think you can go viral short term purely out of luck, but long term it's because there is something that sets them apart. Yeah. Whether that's good or bad is neither here nor there, but there is a quality that sets them apart that makes them very distinguishable because. I mean, there are so many, pe- everyone's on social media. Totally. Um, and I, I really feel like every person that I've ever been interested in has a certain quality that does set them apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so to bring it back to, to personal stories, like, do you, you built Viv's gym through Instagram and like, I think you've done a really fantastic job, but I'm just curious, like, have you ever received any hate on your profile? Like, I don't think you would because you build it very specifically, but I'm curious if you've ever seen that. And I'm also curious if you feel pressured to post things that would potentially go viral. Like, when you're posting, do you think of it as, like, this needs to get super popular so that my page gets popular? Like, what is your thought process when you post? So to answer your first question about the hate, um, I really have never received hate. Maybe every couple of months I'll get, like, a weird message but I've n- I can't ever recall receiving anything that was specifically like pointing out something that someone didn't like about me. Usually, if I get a weird message, it's like a creepy dude asking me <laughs> to be a sugar baby. Like I think that's like the extent of, and I wouldn't even consider that hate. Um, so no, I don't get hate. I did so I did post a YouTube video that went like mini viral on my experience dating an older man. I did not read any of the comments on that. I think there's like several hundred comments on there. And my boyfriend read them. He said that most of them were good. There were, like, some off ones. Again, though, I never read it because I don't need to put my attention or focus. Mm -hmm. Like, there's – especially on YouTube, you're inevitably going to get hate. And if – I'm sure if you ask any YouTuber, it's very difficult to not let those comments get to you. So I just choose not to read them at all because I don't even want that in my realm. I don't want that to affect the type of videos that I put out. I don't want to have that in the back of my mind when I'm filming, making me self. Yeah, like I know what's going to happen if I read it. So so I will say there I probably did get hate comments. I don't know what they were. Again, I never read them, but I'm sure they're there. But yeah, I never I never received hate comments, but I also don't post controversial things. Honestly, this podcast is probably where I opinionate more of my controversial thoughts so if I if I talked about more controversial things on Instagram I'm sure I would get more uh, I guess you could call it hate but I just choose not to again because I don't want that in I'm always on Instagram and I don't really want to bring that kind of attention to my profile with my podcast with our podcast I'm totally okay with that mostly because we don't really have that much interaction like we you know, with you guys listening, like we tell you to email our podcast email, um, but it's not like we can see your comments publicly. It's not like people are emailing us on the daily, like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. You know what I mean? This is like, and I feel like podcasts are more so to voice more controversial opinions. Um, Do I sometimes wish that I showed, I talked about more, talked about more controversial things on Instagram? Um, I really don't. 
because there's nothing that I feel so strongly about that I've felt the need to talk about. Maybe that'll change in the future. But as of now, I'm pretty neutral on most things because I feel like I can see both sides. So I never feel the need to like go off on something. Um, but I know like the more, again, the more opinionated you show up on Instagram, the more you talk about topics that are sensitive, touchy topics, you are just inevitably going to get hate just because there's always going to be opinion on the other side. I really commend, uh, I really commend profiles and people who really want to show up for a certain cause and are willing to take on that hate. I don't have any cause or opinions that I, again, I feel so strongly about that I feel the need to go off on. Um, so yeah, I don't end up. What was your second question? Oh, I think I'm just curious. Like when you're posting, do you ever feel the need to like look a certain way, post a certain thing, like have very specific content to, I think what I've said was to go viral or to get super popular. Like, is that ever on your mind of like, this has to be super, get so many likes. Um, I used to when, especially when I was like competing um, and I felt like I had just like the best physique ever. I wanted to always post uh, pictures of my best angles and like of my body and just photos that I knew that people would like. Now I don't care I don't know why that changed. Maybe because Instagram changed the algorithm and I just started getting a lot less likes. So I, I had to basically force myself to not care about likes uh, because I wasn't getting that much. And I knew that if I kept caring about likes but couldn't control how many likes I got, I mean, that's just a downward, downward spiral. I think that's literally the recipe for misery. So I was like, yeah, whatever. If I can't control it, then I'm just going to post what I want, post what's, what's actually on my heart. And you know, whoever likes it, likes it. Also, when I was like, when I was the busiest and most successful in my business and I was like marketing myself out the ass, um, I was posting a lot of content that did not get a lot of likes, but were, I, I was posting a lot of like, hey, this is what I do with my clients. This is this is just this is how I coach. This is my method of coaching. This is how I do the nutrition. This is how I do their workouts. It wasn't anything sexy or glamorous, but it was like the real raw. Hey, this is my coaching process. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I do with my clients. And that was when I got the most business, but the least likes. So I it just to me, it goes to show that likes does not translate into clients or business success, which for me, that is my sole purpose. That's my main purpose when I am using Instagram is thinking like, okay, how do I connect this with my business? So once I showed myself that, wow, okay, I don't need the likes to have a successful business, then I really was able to detach myself from, you know, the likes and caring about the views and all that good stuff. And so that definitely helped. But obviously there are some influencers who their engagement is their business. People sponsor them based on their engagement. So it does matter for them. So I don't think there's anything wrong with caring about your likes. I just know for me, it didn't serve my purpose and what I'm here to do. I think it's something to be said, like there are so many different metrics of success to think about. So I mean, it's the same thing with, like, fitness. Like, the, the number on the scale is not always the best determinant of success. So, like, the number of likes on your Instagram is not always the best success metric. So, for you, like, it's clients. For me, I obviously don't care about likes. I post what I post. I have no rhyme or reason to it. And I think that's why I'm not 
like a heavy hitter on social media is because I, I don't have a purpose and I don't have a niche and I don't have like a formula that I follow. I think a lot of the most popular people have like the same colors in every photo and like their content is very streamlined and it makes a lot of sense and everything they're doing flows perfectly. And I think that's how yours is um, as well. Whereas mine is like, eat a taco today. Here's my taco. Like it's so stupid, but it's just about me. And I think, I think, I think it's really interesting just how different everybody is and like how you can use it. It's just fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're a normal everyday user, then, you know, most of what you're posting is your everyday life, like eating a taco. So there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And before I started like Viv's gym as a business, I still had Viv's gym and I really just posted like my everyday life of my workouts. And like you, I didn't care about my likes or any of that. I just wanted to post whatever, was exciting to me at the time, which I still do now because I I feel like I show my best self when I am just talking about what I love and what I'm passionate about. Uh, but I do think there's a time and place for me to say, hey, like this is what I do with my clients. This is what you can expect if you want to work with me. This is my method because if that is in alignment with what you want from a coach, let's work together. So I, I like to show up as both. Um, I did want to ask you, so I know we talked about, I think in our last episode, about body image and how the more you got into the fitness, like got into your fitness journey, the more you actually was were thinking about your body all the time as comparison to before you weren't working out, you weren't eating healthy, but you also weren't thinking about your body. So since you started your fitness journey and I guess started thinking more about your body image, did you start number one, looking at other people's bodies on Instagram slash two, like, did you start critiquing yourself more from looking at other women on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think social media inevitably increases the amount of comparison you do between yourself and others, whether it's your, your body, whether it's just lifestyle in general. So I actually found myself posting more photos of myself, which was a great outcome of my fitness journey. I, I found that like I, I'm okay taking pictures now and I like to post myself. Wait, were you not okay before? I was pictures? okay, but I would post photos and be like, oh, I know I don't look my best self. Like okay. I think I didn't have body image issues in the mirror or within myself, but when I saw a photo, I'd be like, do I really look like that? Do I Interesting. Yeah, so I think I had some dysmorphia between like how I felt and looked in the mirror versus photos. Well, sometimes they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So if you just if you just don't think about it, like it's not a problem, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and honestly, like my bo- my boyfriend didn't like to take a lot of pictures, so like we weren't taking a lot of couples photos, and like I didn't like when I post on social media, I was posting more of things I was doing rather than just like photos of myself. I used to think it was very weird to just post a photo of yourself, like unless I mean, it kind of is. It's it's very strange to me. It still is like. I don't know. You don't it's, need to see my face yeah. with, like, a weird inspirational <laughs> caption. Like, I just don't need to. I know. I totally – I mean, I post selfies, but I still think it's weird. Yeah. I, there's a time and a place. But for me specifically, who's, like, not trying to drive any information or, like, you That's don't need fair. to get to know me. Like, it's just kind of strange. Um, but so pre- and post-fitness journey, I'm definitely more about myself. But um, I definitely do find myself – watching what other people are doing in their bodies and and not in a negative way anymore. It's more like if my friend is posting her workouts, I get super proud of people. Or like if my friend posted a photo of herself on the beach, I'm like, you go girl. Like I have more pride in people rather than previously. I probably had more jealousy or more, you know, like, 
why are they posting photos of their body? Like, so it, it's definitely changed, but the comparison will always be there. Is there, okay, is there a certain body part? Because I know this is, like, this happens to a lot of women who have uh, certain areas that they're insecure about, which I don't know if you do. I don't think you've ever, like, said. So. Yeah, I don't, I feel like you don't at all. But a lot of women with, like, certain body parts that they'll, they're, like, insecure about, they will hyper-focus on that of other people. Mm. Do you, did you ever do that? Again, I don't feel like you, I feel like here's, you know. Here's the one thing, and this is so weird, and it's about boobs, and so. What? I'll just put that there. <laughs> so when I lost all my weight, I lost all my boobs. Like, and for all of you who don't know this, your boobs are pretty much just fat on your body, which is fine, whatever. So when I, when I got really lean, I lost my boobs. I got really weird about it because I was like, you know, my boyfriend was even like, what happened? You know, and it was just this thing. So when I see really lean women on Instagram with big boobs, I'm like, are those fake? Or like, how do you have those? So I think that is something that piques my interest because I'm like, I don't understand how you have such a lean physique and then like a big rack. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. So that is something I noticed, which is so weird. And it's weird saying that out loud. But other than that. That's not um, weird at all. I also really like women like seeing women with really strong legs and mm. that that this is weird too but I, when women are really strong and they wear jeans the fact that they can wear jeans with like really big legs I don't know it's very strange so there's like little things that I pick up on I definitely think jeans are made for slim people yeah like <laughs> dude fuck jeans I oh my god I only like jeans when I'm at like my leanest but otherwise fuck jeans yeah. they're awful they're I mean, jeggings I can get on with, but, like, jean jeans, they're so... I don't even know what body... Dude, I don't know what body type they're made for. Like, <laughs> fuck jeans. Well, anyways, so... That's our I, next episode. <laughs> the, the horrors of jeans. Yeah. yeah, they're terrible. But, you know, I, I did want to answer my own question because I feel like I'm asking you that because I totally used to do that and probably still do that to some extent. Um, but for me, I felt like I was constantly looking at other women's arms and legs. Mm. So I felt like, you know, this was pre, like this was before the leg, the trend of muscular legs on women are attractive, you know, like Victoria's Secret, like mm -hmm. there's just like, sticks. Hot, yeah, sticks. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I want sticks for legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is like years back, right? But I wanted sticks for legs, but I, dude, I came out the womb with like fucking muscle thighs. Oh like I just had meaty quads since I was really young and I didn't even do sports at this time, but I remember looking back on a photo. I was probably like six years old. I had some, oh my God, I had some th quads. I had some Blessed. thighs. <laughs> But I always hated that growing up, especially because two of my best friends were 5'9 with sticks yeah. as legs. And I was like, how did you get those sticks? Like, what? And then I'm over here like 5'2 with just some, what I felt like were giant quads. Now looking back, they definitely weren't. They just were more muscular, but they weren't giant by any means. But when I first went on social media, I would definitely stare at girls thighs and I would always hyper focus on the ones that were just so thin and and then with arms as well I felt like um I carried more fat on my arms so that was also an area that I would look at other women and just like compare myself and I feel like I still do it to a a certain level now probably subconsciously like I will glance at it but I don't do such a comparison where I'm like oh my god why are her like I don't have um 
inner dialogue with it where before I'd be like oh my gosh hers looks so she's so lean how like why does she look like that way now it might just be like a, a passing thought where it's like oh like you yeah. know you just notice it for sure um but I st- but I do I definitely do still like totally putting this out there but I do still derive a lot of enjoyment out of looking at other women's physiques I mean dude my explore page <laughs> is all bodybuilders i just love the the female bikini competitor physique so much i love the way that they're shaped i love how lean they are but also how muscular muscular they are even though it's so unrealistic to maintain that as an everyday body i just think you know like we like what's rare and it's so unique to see a body like that oh my god my explore page is literally 50% Rottweiler puppies and because I just got one right and 50% female bikini competitors I swear that is my whole feed and I like even though it probably does still kind of like fuck with my body image here and there I'm I I'm totally fine with that I love it I, I derive so much enjoyment from it and mine is um Images of cakes and therapy <laughs> posts and engagement rings. So Wait. literally we're in different places. <laughs> Wait, that's so interesting because I feel like you eat so healthy and you eat like the same thing every day. Totally. Correct me if I'm wrong. I love baking. I do you, love baking. Okay, do you eat what you bake or no, do you bake never. it and you're like, here, eat it? I bake it and I'm like, who's going to eat this? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this. Um, I'm, I mean, do you I'm taste tough. it? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I terrible self-control, but... <laughs> you really don't. I think it's amazing that you could taste it and then not devour the whole thing. Depends you know what I mean? Day, you know, <laughs> catch me on a bad weekend, I'll eat a whole cake if I could. Um, but it's it's just so funny because it, it's crazy to me how, how different, like, everybody's social media is and how tailored it is to you, and I think that's the beauty of it. But I also think when you think about body image specifically on social media, like I think these days there's such a spectrum. So like, but I think it's good because for people like us who, who do have a slight, I don't want to call it an obsession, but a slight obsession. To, yeah, to, I'll call it an obsession. Yeah. I have no, I have no shame. Obsession for sure. So like <laughs> focusing on that stuff, I think it's good to see the whole, the whole spectrum. Like I have a few friends who are competing in their first bodybuilding shows or I don't know what you call them, but co- competitions. Um, and so I've seen, like, their growth from, quote-unquote, normal body to bodybuilding. And, like, I think it's so incredible to watch. Like, I have this one girl on my social media who started lifting right around when I did. So about two years ago. And she's now competing. And she looks crazy phenomenal. And I'm over here like, wait, we've been lifting the same amount of time. How do I not have a body like that? And it's, it's those instances where I get really really into this comparison phase because I'm like we've literally lived the same life for the last two years and somehow you look like that and I look like I look and not saying I look bad right now but it's just (coughs) bless you it's so crazy to me and then you have other people who are just living their lives and like not doing any sort of fitness and and are still happy and posting on social media and so I think it's crazy to see just how everybody's everybody's living yeah everyone is living and oh my god I'm so tempted to ask you to show me her just because um and I, I don't like to just say, oh, this person, I don't like to use this as an automatic excuse, but I'm be so real with you. Uh, steroid use in the, f- the bodybuilding industry with females, like yes, females, yes, bikini competitors is becoming so rampant right now. It's crazy just because the standards of bodybuilding have a really heightened and to achieve that it either is going to require so many years that most people don't have the patience to go through 
or combination of hard work, dedication, commitment, and a little bit of steroid use. Like it, the, the difference is night and day. And I've really, uh, I've developed more of an eye for it because the musculature of a female who um, has taken something it's different and you you can tell you can definitely tell so after our podcast i definitely want a sneak peek oh (laughs) shit we're not okay we're not gonna go deep into that on this podcast but i am curious but i think that's a good point of just like i used the word manipulate before and i don't necessarily mean that negatively but like people do what they have to do to show up in a specific way so for females who are trying to post bodybuilding images, sure, maybe that's steroids so that they look their best and they are showing up as the greatest they can be. For like profiles that I follow that are like travel profiles, they're not showing the 12-hour bus ride they took. They're showing the top of the mountain, right? They're showing the incredible views. They're showing the great food they ate, but they're not showing how they struggled with the language of the place they're at. And so like for me, it's so hard to consume that because I'm like, oh my God, their lives are so perfect. I want to be traveling. That looks incredible. And then I forget, oh, I hate the feeling of being lost. I hate bus rides. I hate walking all over the place. You know, so it's like this weird, you need to remember that there's so much that you're not seeing. That's such a good, God, that's such a good point. I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, I mean, who is going to post like them on a 12 hour, but like who wants to see that? I'm sure it's not. I, and I, I really think as a consumer of social media, you need to take responsibility for your own thoughts and for the fact that you are the one watching these things and, and really asking yourself like, hey, do I have real ex- realistic expectations? So I love how you, Katie, do that for yourself and you remind yourself because I have to do that too. And it's so funny because, yeah, travel profiles and blogs are so popular nowadays I have never fallen into the uh like travel trap oh I love it I I've never fallen because I know that I yeah I hate plane rides I hate bus rides (laughs) I hate car rides I hate not being in my own house I hate not being on routine like I don't have that travel bug that I feel like social media can totally make you have uh, cause I know the realities for me personally of traveling. I just, I don't like it. I'm not about it. I have such a routine. <laughs> like I, I just am not about it, but I know a lot of people, they do get that like travel bug, but, I do. but yeah, the realities of it, I, I just don't think are fun or worth it by any means. But I will say that you can, you can comparably say that with fitness as well, because it's like, oh, you see them in a bikini looking amazing. You see them, you know, whatever, that you just see them at the gym looking like they're having so much fun. But you don't see all the moments where they say no to going out. They say no to drinking. They go to bed early even though there was a party they missed. Like the sacrifices that they make to get the lifestyle and physique that they have. I mean, that's with everything, even business, like the glamours of, oh my gosh, I have this company, I'm the CEO, it's amazing, but you don't see the times where maybe they got sued, maybe like the higher up you are, the more likely you are to be in lawsuits. Can you imagine the stress of a lawsuit or, you know, employees that are whatever, the higher, the better something is, there's always a flip side. So when you are consuming social media, just be very mindful of that and don't fall into this trap of like, oh my God, this is the end all be all. The grass is always greener on the other side, but it is your responsibility. It's our responsibility as a consumer to understand that. You know, it's not the response. I don't think 
and I know this is like very controversial, but I don't think it's the responsibility of the poster to have to put a disclaimer on everything like that. They can post whatever the heck they want. But if you are choosing to consume that, you need to educate yourself on whether this is legitimate or not. So that's just my opinion, because I think people should be free to post and say whatever the heck they want freedom of speech am i right but if but yeah but if you are actively choosing to watch it to read it i think that it falls on the responsibility of the reader slash consumer just my opinion drop the mic boom (laughs) (laughs) no i agree with that though because like how as as someone posting or as a brand how can you account for the millions of perceptions for everything you can't do that yeah yeah you just that's that's ridiculous but that's like in the beginning when we were like you know you're always gonna get hate you are because you can't you cannot appeal to absolutely everybody and so i think as as a poster one you need to understand that hate you need to separate yourself from it You you need to you need to keep moving and then two as a consumer like you just said like think your own thoughts but like you know filter how you need to filter to stay sane and healthy like I think social media can can get really really rough for people I think I think for a lot of people it is a dark dark rabbit hole that a lot of us go down so just say as as a consumer like just do your best like do your best to filter out the bad stuff and like just keep a level head because because again a lot of it is is just people manipulating photos and showing you the best of the best and like you don't necessarily have to live a life like that you can consume it and love it and still live your normal boring routine life so yeah i agree and also remember like you can get off social media you don't (laughs) have yeah you don't (laughs) have to be i just i oh it it really grinds my gears because they all put the responsibility of oh this person should have posted this like bro get off your freaking phone you don't have to look at it you know what i mean if it's not if it's upsetting you if it's what like don't don't look at it or if you're so passionate about it then yeah make a scene about it and and put your thoughts out there so you can put your passion and and influence the world in a positive way but don't just complain about it like you're the one actively sitting on your phone scrolling through people's profiles getting worked up and not choosing something different like finding a hobby you know what I mean I feel like everyone's go-to is social media so it's a lot easier to just blame the posters but they are like they're free to do whatever they want, but you're also free to do whatever you want, AKA not chain yourself to your phone. And I also say this as a consumer myself, like as a reminder, hey Viv, you don't have to watch things that upset you. And I don't, I don't watch things that upset me. I don't follow profiles that upset me. Even like friends that I've met in person who we follow each other and it would be possibly awkward if I unfollowed them. I just mute their stuff. I don't look at it because I know that every time I look at this person's stuff, whatever they post, upsets me and am I going to sit here and complain about that or am I just going to not look at it you know what I mean like that's really my responsibility that person is totally free to post whatever they want even if it does piss me off you know it's it's my responsibility as a consumer so I preach this not as in like hey you should do this but hey as a reminder for myself too like we are consumers but we choose what we read see watch whatever so I feel like with that little rant, <laughs> this would be a good place to end the podcast. But do you have any last minute thoughts or questions you want to bring to the table? Um, no, just a friendly reminder. It's okay to unfollow that friend you once had in high school that you no longer talk true to. True that. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll leave you with. <laughs> yep. True that. And if they get upset about it, just ignore them. <laughs> Unless they're still your friend, then, you know, I don't know. You can explain yourself, but... Yeah, you you have the power. You have the power, dude. 
or ma'am, you have the power. Okay, so before I, I go on any more rants, we will end it there. But thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I had so much fun just releasing my thoughts. Like I said, I don't ever really post like crazy opinions on Instagram or any of my social media for that matter. So I'm super happy that I have this platform to just go off on how I feel about these things, you know, and just me and Kate appreciate you for being here and joining us as always. And we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.